Daily Draft Report. Set your DVR to record now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Daily Draft Report. It's your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus to Canton. Be sure to check out the entire Campus to Canton podcasts family, including Chasing the Natty, the Debbie Debate, Hero Running Back Show. We got a bunch of them. Just check it out. Subscribe to the channel. Get them all. Tonight's prospect, we're getting down there a little bit, but I really wanted to make sure I made time to talk about Calvin Austin III, senior wide receiver from Memphis. Five foot seven, 170 pounds. And to talk about this, I don't know why I haven't brought him on before, but John Lobb. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Dwight. I've loved the um, draft series all year, and it's finally a pleasure to jump on with you and talk about the Memphis Speedster, more importantly. Oh, yeah, he is so much fun to watch. And I had him on so many college fantasy teams. <laughs> he was just, he is a beast. <laughs> he would build this huge game, so. All right, real quick, the recruiting profile, he was not ranked on 24-7. So he was obviously pretty down there a little ways. Harding, he came from the Harding Academy of Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee, class of 2017. Seems like so long ago at this point. Um, he didn't have any offers, but he ended up going to Memphis. And at Memphis, he really emerged in 2020 with 1,053 yards, 11 touchdowns, had a couple rushes. Then this year, he followed it up with another 1,149 yards and eight touchdowns including what is that there oh i don't know i can't read my stats i'm not worried about stats anyways <laughs> then the Raz score he had a he had a pretty good combine so you'd expect if you watch his tape you can see this kid's a freak athlete he had a 9.08 Raz score uh what dragged him down was the height of 505 foot seven 170 those are both really bad Raz scores you know compared to other wide receivers obviously but the ex but his explosion i mean to be that small and have a vert of 39 inches is stupid. The broad jump of 11 foot is stupid. The 40 yard dash of 4.32, stupid. I mean, he just said his other numbers, his athletic numbers are ridiculous. And they a historical comp, Tyreek Hill. Like, oof, yikes. <laughs> not saying he's Tyreek, though. Obviously not. So, all right, John, we'll get into the nitty gritty here. What traits and attributes does Austin possess you think will make him successful in the NFL? First, I want to digress for just a second here, Dwight, because you right. talked about his journey. You alluded to it. It's actually pretty amazing. Um, he grew up in Memphis, and he always dreamed of playing for the Memphis Tigers. That was his goal. And you mentioned that he wasn't recruited and wasn't offered a scholarship. So he had to go to Memphis, and he ran track and field, my friend. He was unbelievable in the American Athletic Conference track and field field he was the 2018 all-american athletic conference four times and then he was all-american second team in 2019 then he had an opportunity he's hanging around the football team the, the the coaches are watching him he really wants to play and dwight covid hit and if you're a college football fan like myself you know memphis is a loaded offensive system oh, yeah. they have two great players Kenneth Gainwell and DeMonte Coxie. Now, Kenneth Gainwell didn't even play in 2020, and then he ended up going to the NFL. DeMonte Coxie ended up playing like four games, three games, and Dwight, he immediately stepped down. He just, he, he left. And then the coaching staff turned to Calvin Austin. 
and you mentioned it, back-to-back thousand-yard campaign. I mean, it's amazing because the one thing that you see when you watch him, Dwight, speed, Mm -hmm. speed, and more speed. I mean, he just destroys people with quickness, with acceleration, burst, and long speed. That's how he's going to win in the NFL. The one thing, obviously, the size is a concern. His odds, Dwight, of making it at the NFL level from a group of five program at that size and height, the odds are stacked against him. But he has elite speed, burst, and acceleration. So he has an opportunity here to be successful. He gets off the line of scrimmage so fast. And Dwight, if you put him in motion at the NFL level, he is going to be a problem to deal with. Because if he's scooting along at full speed and you get him to the outside, he's going to have real opportunities to use that speed one-on-one. He has excellent body control. And he has very good hands. So those at the NFL level are all traits that he could succeed at if given the opportunity. Yeah, what blew me away is is when I was watching the high – I mean, I've watched a lot of the games, and I was just dusting up with some highlights before this, you know, kind of going back through watching some of his games. Is his impressive – the way he maneuvers through traffic is stupid. It is amazing. Like he he would – I don't know how many times you'd see him catch like a short screen – and shoot through like six defenders and <laughs> un- untouched. You're like, how did he see that? You but know, he like, has acceleration. Oh, you know what I call it? He has an open field spidey sense. He can <laughs> detect. I'm I'm dead serious. There are kickers, yeah. punt returners, right? They're so good in the open field, and you see it in his film sometimes, right? Like, how did he beat the angle? On that guy, how did he even know he was there? You know, with like his peripheral vision, his ability to to defeat the angle, to defeat the opponent, you know, to get past them is incredible. That's like a spidey sense. I'm going to give you an amazing, amazing statistics that I found in high school, which is still stunning that he didn't get any offers. I'm blown away by this. In high school, Dwight, 49 career touchdowns. And check out how they came. 24 receiving, eight rushing, six punt returns, five kick returns, four interception returns, and two fumble recoveries. The (laughs) man is an incredible football player with the spidey sense in the open field. He is so good. And then you see the track speed. I mean, you just see it when, boom, spidey sense, open field, gone. Right. And it's not just the speed either. His moves, I mean, he is so such a good route runner. Like he has different moves. He sells routes, he head fakes, he jukes, he I mean, he is he is a lot of fun to watch. I tell you what. <laughs> it, like you said, if if, if before a show, if he was 5'10, 190, we'd be probably be talking about him in the top 10. Like I'm I just he's that damn good. It's so much fun to watch him play. And the way he tracks the ball on deep throws, he catches with his hands, he adjusts the ball. He does, as far as technical, I think anything you'd want a wide receiver to do. Oh, without is, question. Technically, yeah. he's great. I agree with that. Right. So, what's bad? <laughs> what's the bad, John? I think the number one thing at that size, 
can he take the punishment at the NFL level? Now, he has some good contact balance. He took right. some hits. Now, when you're playing the American Athletic Conference, Dwight, the safeties, the linebackers are not closing as quick as the NFL, right? Oh, He's definitely. able to yeah. scoop and escape tacklers and limit those big hits on him because he's so quick and he has so much speed at that level. The challenge in the NFL, those safeties are basically going to be as fast as he is for the most part, right? And if he takes a lot of punishment, how much can that 170 body take? He's also, he can't play X receiver or Z in the NFL, Dwight. He's very limited to a slot slash inside receiver. I think he can be your third receiver, but I think he's an ideal fourth receiver. So he might be formation limited, right? You're Mm -hmm. not going to put him down in, you know, with two receivers, tight end and two backs, right? You're going to put him in in three or four receiver sets. And you're hoping to get him in a mismatch one-on-one. So I think he's a little scheme and formation dependent, which limits his upside. And it's all related to size at the end of the day. Right. Because he did. He did. They would use him on like reverses and things like that. I can't see him doing that much in the NFL. No, I mean. We don't want him getting hit by a linebacker. No, you get hit by a linebacker at that size. It's not going to be good. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, and then. Like you said, the, the size will obviously limit what he can do. He's got, you know, short arms. If he is touched at the line of scrimmage, he's obviously going to get out muscled. You know, he's not going to win contested balls too often. I mean, he is, you know, a smaller guy, not as strong. Uh, but those are just, you know, I think what you'd expect from that size and what he off. As far as a draft projection, I think he's – do you think he's got a chance of going day two or you think he's pretty much a day three guy or – I think he's a day three guy because if I haven't figured out the measurements – and the mm-hmm. power five, like the odds of him making it at the NFL level, I would assume every personnel department in the NFL has at least got the same statistics or close to that I have. And I think you're going to have a scouting department or a coaching staff that has a vision how to use the young man. If you you need to bring him into your program – and understand what his assets are and how he can succeed. And if you just bring him in just to be a wide receiver, I don't think he's going to have a lot of success. You have to bring him in and say, here are the five plays or five touches a game. Now, I do believe he's a special teamer from day one. Oh, definitely. I think yeah. he can punt and kick return from you for day one. So, And, and I'm a big believer That special teams still matter. I know in the fantasy world, we don't talk about it as much. But if I'm a coaching staff and I'm a personnel department, special teams matter. So you're looking for these young men like Austin who can help you immediately from day one on special teams. Now, my fear is he might be – I haven't seen it, but can he be a gunner on the the return team, you know, on the tackle team. So that might limit because he's clearly the returner. But can he give you the the special teams play on the other side 
those are things that a coaching staff are going to have to decide and look at. Now, I haven't seen it on the Memphis film. Maybe he did it somewhere so they have a better, a little bit better knowledge. Because obviously a speed to get down there and make the tackle is extraordinary. He could do that for you. But as I think I have a fifth, sixth round grade or an immediate, like if he doesn't get drafted, Dwight, first right. thing I'm doing is I'm calling his agent. What do you <laughs> want? We want him in here because we have a role for this young man. Let's bring him in. Are there any teams you can think of that would he would fit really well on? So I'm going to give you, I've been thinking about a lot this a lot in the last month. I believe he needs to go to a team in which he's the fourth receiver. Mm-hmm. And I believe in the sapatico of the wide receiver locker room. I don't want three Wes Welkers in my wide receiver core. Randy Moss was the perfect wide receiver with Wes Welker. Demarius Thomas was the perfect wide receiver with Wes Welker. You need different skill sets. So the why I say that, man, would he be dangerous on the Bengals? Can you imagine going four wide with Tyler Boyd? <coughs> you got Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and you're putting Calvin Austin in motion, my friend. If you get him in space one-on-one, you know, all he needs is three touches a game. So I'm or, – or maybe like the Vikings with, you know, Thielen and like, a, you know, Justin Jefferson where you want – he can't be the alpha male. Right. He's got to be a component of a nice wide receiver room that has other skill sets because when you get him one-on-one with speed – He's gone. I mean, can you imagine him lining up in the slot next to um Jamar Chase, my brother? And you have <laughs> you have Boyd and Higgins on the other side. I mean, he could just end up five yards alone. And if you get him with that much space, he's gone. I mean, so I, it, it meet the Rams. I think with like a Cooper Cup, right? With yeah. they just signed Allen Robinson. Now the only problem why I didn't mention the Rams first is they have two two Atwell which is essentially the best comp, right? I, you know, it's interesting. I did not have a second round grade on 2-2 Atwell last year. I'm still stunned that the Rams- Nobody did. (laughs) Right? They didn't use them. But I think Calvin Austin is just as good as 2-2 Atwell. He's just not going to get drafted as high. Yeah, I think if he ends up on on the Bengals, the safety is going to pull Avante Davis and just retire at halftime. (laughs) I mean, look, I mean, wouldn't that be perfect for like Uh, 10 plays a game? Or you're in a no huddle offense, dude. You know, two minutes remaining, you got Calvin Austin out there with that speed. Ah, just unbelievable. That'd be fun, man. A lot lot of fun. And then as far as rookie drafts, are you you targeting, what, third, fourth round? Or just kind of maybe waiting Um, to see? In a perfect world, fourth round. I don't think I'm going to reach for him because I understand statistically the odds of him making it. Now, let's say my dream comes true and he's a Bengal. Then, you know, then I might have a little bit more interest in him. If I'm just trying to imagine, if he goes to Miami where you have Waddle and you have Tariq Hill, I don't like that matchup. Mm -hmm. He's too close, too similar to those players, right? He needs to be somewhere where there's big physical home run hitters so you can get him open in space and underneath, and then he can just 
take it all the way to the house. Right. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I think he's a best ball. You know, he'd be good in the best ball oh, league, you know. Absolutely. I, yeah, other than that, I don't really have a lot of interest. Because even if he, even in the great even in the perfect situation like the Bengals, I mean, he's just going to have splash weeks and he's going to have several weeks where he doesn't do squat. So oh, it's yeah. those those guys that I I don't like except for in best ball. So yeah. All right, John, thank you as much, very much as always, man. If you anybody does not know who John is, John, tell him where you can find you on Twitter and what you're working on, man. Thank you, Dwight. You can follow me on Twitter at GridironSkull91. I couldn't afford the A and the R when I signed up, so check me out on Twitter, <laughs> GridironSkull91. And for all my written profiles, they're on footballdiehards.com for the ninth year in a row. And then I work with my teammate Matt Hicks on the rookie big board. Check out our draft seminar series on the YouTube station, Rookie Big Board. We have 40 profiles up there right now that you can pretty much check out any player who's going to go off in the top three rounds of a dynasty league. Excellent work, man. Thank you very much. You can find me on Twitter, FF People's Champ, this podcast, Daily Draft, RPRT. Thank you guys very much for listening. We will talk to you Monday. Monday.